Hello, welcome to Theory Lab. This is Joe Cotter. I'm here with my colleague Susanna Greer. We just spoke with um, Dr. Kathy Goss. Kathy's a former ACS grantee, actually a two-time former grantee, um, and she, you know, she used to be a bench scientist, uh, discovery science. She was working on, in her ACS grant, was working on the role of the APC tumor suppressor gene uh, in breast cancer. But Susanna, that's not why you wanted to chat with her. Yeah. Hi, Joe. I was interested to talk to Kathy because she took her skill set and moved away from the bench and now has this really cool career where she is promoting science, promoting scientists, helping scientists to engage in outreach and in conversations with legislators. And I just wanted to find out how that transition went for her and what she really loves about her job. Um, and, and how, quite frankly, you can use all those skills that we use in research labs and translate them to other careers where you're impacting cancer research. So it was a really fun, fascinating conversation. Right on. Let's get to it. Kathy, I think let's kick things off by, can you just tell me a little bit about maybe your job now, and then we'll go backwards and you can tell me a little bit about how you got there. I think that would be really interesting for folks to hear. Sure, um, I'm happy to. So I, uh, my official title is Assistant Director for Administration. I'm at the University of Chicago Medicine Comprehensive Cancer Center. Um, I was trained as a scientist, so I use my science every day in science communication, so really um, promoting the great uh, work that we're doing here at our institution. We have about 200 cancer researchers across a broad spectrum of areas of interest. I also have a role in our education programs. That's a really enjoyable part of uh, my job, probably the most enjoyable, working with the students um, and providing opportunities for young people to get interested in cancer research as a career path. I also uh, help oversee our advocacy efforts, so really serving as a point person for initiatives around science policy and cancer uh, legislation that's beneficial for patients and, and family members and advocating for um, increased funding um, through the federal government. The other part of my job is really to help support our faculty in any way that we can around, as I mentioned, education, career development for our faculty. The goal is for them to be more successful. As far as my trajectory, I ran a, a basic science cancer research lab for about 10 years. I was at the University of Cincinnati first, and then I've been here at UChicago for almost, it'll be 12 years this coming summer. The last almost six now are, have been in administration. I loved working in the laboratory. My laboratory was focused on studying um, some of the molecular mechanisms that contribute to colorectal tumorigenesis and how colon cancers start and what pathways are important um, and, and how they spread. One pathway in particular we were studying, um, we were also asking what role that does it play in breast cancer. And so the work was, was uh, basic science, but really aimed at translation and um, application to, to patients one day. And it was incredibly rewarding. And I was so grateful for the support from the American Cancer Society to really get my career off the ground. I think, you know, it's a, it's, it's a challenging career path, though, too, and um, and I think I, I got to the point where 
I got a little burned out um, from writing grant applications and getting them, many of them rejected and, and writing papers and getting harsh reviews and, and all of that, that I really was looking for a change. One of the first people that I had sought advice from was our Cancer Center director here, Dr. Michelle LeBeau. And Michelle actually serves now on the um, ACS National um, Board of Directors. And she uh, gave me some great advice, but um, more importantly, a few months after I had spoken with her, she asked if um, I, had, I figured out what I was going to do Next, as I was thinking about making a transition away from the laboratory, she offered me a job on the spot to uh, do some of the things that I mentioned are in my uh, job currently. And um, I was uh, really excited about using my science in a different way, but impacting the cancer research community and supporting the, you know, the research enterprise. I found that incredibly rewarding but also um, has been a really nice change of pace for me and I think has really allowed me to develop um, and use a lot of the skills and um, my talents in a, in a different way. Wow, Kathy, it sounds like you are, first of all, incredibly busy. Also, <laughs> yes, right, there's a lot going on, but also incredibly talented. Yeah. And I think that that's probably one thing issue that scientists struggle with in some ways is how can I take the skills that I have developed in my PhD and in my postdoc and use them in other ways, whether or not to make a career transition, but just to be able to talk to individuals who are science curious about what I'm doing in a way that's in, impactful and effective or to policymakers. And I think that you really shine and maybe could share some advice with other scientists who would be interested in participating in outreach or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, that's a great question. I think that was one thing that I did from the very beginning. And in fact, it's thanks to ACS. Um, actually, when I got my first funding from the American Cancer Society, I, I checked a box that said that I would be willing to participate in events or speaking engagements or, you know, interact with the society in some way as a way to give back and to um, disseminate all the great work that, that we were doing. So I really got my feet wet by it, it, in communications and doing some other things through that volunteer work. And, uh, and that led to additional opportunities with other organizations and, and feeling like I, A, had, I was kind of good at it, <laughs> which was, um, which was really refreshing because I felt like sometimes as being a PI, you know, you don't get positive reinforcement all the time. So I, I liked being good at something. Um, so that was great. But also B, um, it was really important for me to connect with the cancer mission in a different way other, beyond the lab. And um, that was important to me personally because I had lost my dad to cancer um, when I was in college. And I got in, I, I pursued cancer research 
because I wanted to make a difference from a, you know, a scientific career perspective. But I still had this real pull to interact with people more than just doing the science. And so those volunteer opportunities really allowed me to do that and connect. And, and also importantly remind me why this was important because I think you know, we often, if you're in the lab, it's so easy to get really caught up in your day-to-day -day and, and what's going on at the molecular level or what, you know, what the reviews of that paper were that you need to address or, or what have you. So for me, it allowed me, it was very inspiring to step back and interact at a more personal level. As I, and so I did that for many, many years, um, and, and through ACS I actually got involved in um, policy and advocacy as well through the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network, and I found that I loved talking with legislators about the work that we do and why research um, and investing in research is so important. And so when, when Michelle, um, when Dr. LeBeau approached me about joining the Cancer Center administrative team, it was as if somebody said, let's take all the things you care about and all the things you're good at, wrap them up, and I'm actually going to pay you to do this job. So and my advice to people is, you know, first of all, find the time to get experience and do things that you care about, whether it's away from the bench or not. And then, you know, talk to people that, that have jobs that you think sound really interesting. I think there are so many ways to use our talents and to use our science expertise to benefit, to benefit society that um, there's a place for all of us. It's just a matter of finding that place. So I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that I found that place. So I think I have one last question. Um, I, in listening to you, it sounds like communication has been maybe not only key to your success, but also key to the success of the programs that you run now. So communication is often not a strong suit for scientists. Um, and yes. as we are delving more and more into interdisciplinary work, we realize how important it is that we be able to efficiently and effectively communicate our ideas. So I'm wondering just kind of from the level that you sit where you have your hands in lots of different places, helping lots of different groups of scientists communicate, I would just maybe could we close by you just offering some advice as to how researchers might better use communication skills as they interact with and collaborate with one another? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it's so critical that we value communication because it, it, it is, it's one of these things that it can make or break science. Um, and, and you can be doing great work, but if you can't communicate it effectively to all sorts of audiences, whether it be the lay public or a potential donor or your, um, your department chief, you know, it really, it'll fall short. And so I think we do a disservice to ourselves by not taking the time to communicate our work very simply, but clearly. And, um, and you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be complicated. People want to know what the impact of your work is. And so I think, you know, focus on that piece of it and everything else will, will flow from that. I also would say, you know, to be a good communicator, it's not just about learning to talk well and to be clear and to, um, I don't know, articulate your thoughts, 
with clarity, but it's, it's also about listening well. And I think that's something that I've really had to learn to do in this job. Um, I wish I did it better as a, when I was a scientist um, on the front lines. It's, it's really listening to one another. And in this, in this era of, you know, team science, even if it's, you know, among talking with your peers and collaborators and um, others on your team, it really pays to to listen as much as you as you talk. And I think, you know, it's, it sounds pretty basic, but you can, you'll learn a lot from each other. So take your time communicating. Make the time to communicate effectively. Choose your words wisely. Even in an email communication, it's so easy to get uh, things can get lost in translation. So be patient. Take your time. Listen well. And also, you know, find out what um, what inspires people and speak to that. I think whether or not it's a fellow scientist or someone in the, in the public, um, find out what inspires them, what gets them up, what they are bringing to the table. And I think the entire, um, the entire cancer research community will be better for it and your project will be better for it, your work will be better for it, and you as an individual will be better for it. It's something as scientists we don't often we don't often work too hard at or uh, value as much as we should. Well, thank you, Kathy. I have certainly enjoyed listening to you, and I think that our colleagues will as well. It was really interesting to hear about your career, fun to hear about what you're up to now, and I Great. just wish you the best. We're, um, we're excited about what you're doing and appreciate all the work that you're doing to um, help us move the bar on cancer together. So thank you. Thank you so much.